We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCrady and Pinnacle Trust financial guru Martin Palomo, the Mind on My Money podcast tackles the financial questions we're all thinking about. From paying for college to saving for retirement, from life insurance needs to 401ks and everything in between. The goal is to help you take the stress out of financial concerns and give you some tips to enjoy life while your mind is on your money. Now here are your hosts, Neil McCrady. And Martin Paloma. Martin Paloma with me here in Oxford in the Clark Ford Studios. It's a first whoop whoop for Martin. We've uh, we've done the show. We're just trying to think. It's been at least four years, yeah. four or five. So maybe so probably somewhere in between. Maybe five. We've done two hundred and something shows, probably and, a lot, and. Um, First time that we've we've done one in the same place at the same time. So we're physically occupying the same space. There you go. So welcome into the Clark Ford <laughs> Studios. We'll um, we'll get to the show. We don't really we didn't do a lot of show prep. I've been out of town this morning, and, and Martin's been out seeing clients. So we just got together, and he's got to hit the road in a little bit to head back to Jackson. So uh, we'll talk for a little bit about a number of things that are on my mind, and maybe some things that are on his as well. And then we'll uh, we'll move on. And let you enjoy your weekend. Thanks for making us a part of your week, a part of your weekend. Like we said, we're coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for my buddy Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop it around. Or you can do what I've done multiple times now or what I recommend that you do. And that's hop into a Clark Ford today. The service is absolutely different. I know everybody says that theirs truly is. They actually care about you. You're not just a a number. Uh, Corey wants to have a relationship. Uh, he wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. He'll prove that to you when you make the call. 662-257-1900. And Martin, obviously, you're in Oxford um, seeing clients and things. So what's going on at uh, Pinnacle? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, we, we actually have a lot of – we got a lot of clients spread out all across, um, you know, the, the Mississippi, the southeast region. Uh, a lot of times we are on the road, especially when we have clusters of clients in different places. We'll hop on the road, go see folks, uh, and you know, and and meet them where they are. Um, but you know, a lot of times folks who are not in the Jackson area, uh, you know, probably wonder like, you know, does it make sense to to work with someone that's 
that's not in, uh, you know, in your backyard. And, you know, fortunately, a, a, a decent number of our listeners that are not all located in Jackson have made the call to us to say, you know, to see if, if it makes sense for, uh, for us to work together. A uh, beautiful thing about the technology is, um, you know, we can, we can do the same, uh, you know, the same uh, level of, of quality work with someone, whether they're, you know, physically in our office or, uh, you know, or hundreds of miles away. And, um, you know, the process is the same. The, the quality of, of delivery we think is, you know, is the same. And, uh, you know, that's also why we've kept our clients that are not quote unquote, uh, you know, in our backyard. So, you know, if, uh, I guess I keep saying this, I'll say it again. If, you know, if you've been doing it yourself and, uh, and you've hit the puke zone or not, if you, even if you haven't hit the puke zone, but you're like, Hey, I don't know if I'm on track or not on track. Um, it's a good opportunity to reach out and, uh, and just see if it makes sense for us to, uh, to take a look and, and work together. You can catch us email, uh, info at my P I N N wealth.com or, uh, pick up the old fashioned telephone and 601-957-0323. Where do you want to start today? We hadn't, like I said, we didn't get to do a lot of show prep. Uh, you've been busy. I've been busy. I've been out of town this morning. I was out longer than I thought I would be. So we didn't, I, yeah. I literally sitting at a computer for the first time as we sit here at one forty nine PM on a Friday afternoon. What's what's on your mind? And there's, I mean, a uh, good bit going on in the financial world. We can, you know, we can kind of talk about. Uh, yeah. We could talk about markets. Uh, man, I just rolled over my fortieth birthday. I uh, saw that. Happy birthday to you. I appreciate you. It's funny. My wife actually asked me. Uh, she's like the morning of my birthday. She's like, "Do you feel older?" And that night, um, I don't know. You 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 may have never dealt with this, or our list. Some of our listeners may have. Uh, somehow, I picked up tennis elbow in the last couple of weeks and I'm, it's on my right elbow and uh i found myself you know i'll roll over on my elbow i'm a side sleeper not a back sleeper yeah uh, i roll over on my elbow and it's like i wake up and then i get up at two o'clock in the morning grab a fistful of the leaves swallow a handful of pills and go back to bed i was like i think is this 40 is this what uh <laughs> i guess it was so she was like do you feel older i was like actually uh yes yes uh i do feel older but uh, man, I had a great, great run in my thirties. Um, looking forward to the, to the forties. So you finished your thirties with a bang. I mean, taking over a, your own company and yeah. all that stuff. I mean, not, not, not everybody in their thirties pulls that off. It was a wild ride, man. Yeah. Um, but it's been a lot of fun too. Um, I mean, dude, this, and like this show has been, uh, you know, a lot of fun to do. And it was funny. I was talking, we were having lunch with one of our clients and, you know, he's a listener to the show as well. And uh, we just kind of, he's like, man, you guys cut up and have a good time. And, um, but it does like, you know, sometimes this job is stressful and markets are stressful and uh, it's fun just to cut up and it, have a good time. A it's bit. a stressful time of the year. It's taxes are due. Oh, I, I wrote, I wrote my, uh, I wrote my, so we broke it up into two days because we had to write the, the payments for taxes Ugh. and those had to be postdated by the 18th. 18th. Yeah. But so does my quarterly which, by the way, folks who have not made their IRA contributions, you can make your IRA contributions for 2022 all the way up to April 18th. So just a oh, sorry for the interruption, but just no. it was a good reminder of people doing taxes. Make your IRA contributions. So this is a story by Laura Saunders in Wall Street Journal. She says, "Now that you've paid your now that you've paid your income taxes or are about to, let's look at the big picture. <laughs> Which of these statements is true?" about 2022 individual income taxes. Um, question A, 
They'll provide 35% of federal revenue for the year. B, most of the 180 million taxpayers will be lower earners as about 70% are expected to earn less than $100,000 a year. I'm going to go with B. In aggregate, they will earn nearly 30% of the income of individual U.S. taxpayers and owe about 1.5% of the income taxes. Correct. Uh, C, oh, okay. about one quarter of filers will earn between 100000 and 500000 and they're expected to have nearly half the aggregate income and owe nearly half of income taxes. Or D, um, the top earners will owe the most compared with their share of income. A small group, about 900,000 fi- filers earning $1 million or more, will have 16% of income and owe nearly 40% of income taxes. The answer, all of the statements are true except A. A, which was they'll provide 35% of federal revenue yeah, for the year. It's more than that. Because remember, we kind of talked about we thought corporations would have a huge contribution to federal Mm -hmm. budget, and it's really individual tax collection. That is correct. Individual income taxes are expected to provide 54% of federal revenue for 2022, which is more than any other levy and more than many people guess. With taxes top of mind right now and the Biden administration proposing to raise them on Americans earning more than $400,000, that's families. It's not individuals, right? That's families, right? And before people go, well, if you make four hundred thousand dollars, hey, check out the inflation numbers, people. Here's more to know about U.S. income taxes. Uh, it, this goes on and on. The bottom line is that taxes are higher right now than than they've been in a long time, yep. and this administration wants to raise them more. And so, when we do dive into politics, sometimes it's not just politics. The elections that you go, when you go to the poll and you pull the lever or push the button or whatever it is that you do, that has consequences on your life and others' lives. It's not just politics. Correct. It's everything you do. It's your money. It's everything you do. Yeah. And I would say like in America, I'm going to talk about government, not individuals. You know, in the U.S., we don't have an income problem. The, The U.S. government has plenty of income that it can take in. We we definitely have the spending problem. And I'm going to say that's not that hasn't been just a left or just a right issue because uh you know, I mean, obviously our our national deficit continued to soar during uh the Trump administration as well as, you know, Obama and Biden administration. So it's it's uh we do have a we have a spending issue in in Washington DC. Yes. We Yes. And if, if if that was a household, if that was mine in your household, uh, you know, we would go bank we would just go bankrupt uh or you we would go foreclose on our house or or lose everything we had if we were as reckless of spenders as, it, as our government is. It's why we'll jump around a little. It's we'll stay on markets, but it's why this story that uh culminated in an arrest yesterday in Massachusetts has been so interesting. I've been watching this story, listening to the story, following the story even though the mainstream media has really avoided it. Um, there was a massive document leak. Okay. okay. Uh, months and ago. I haven't I haven't really read much into this. This will all be new for me. Yeah, too. a massive document leak, mostly pertaining to Ukraine yep. and Russia and U.S. intelligence on 
what we really believe is happening in Ukraine involving Russia, what we really think of President Zelensky, Zelensky uh, of Ukraine, what we really think of him, um, whether we really trust him, what he really thinks, what he really wants. There's a lot there. And frankly, what was discovered, and the media is, is obsessed with, they caught this 21-year-old National Guardsman who was able to basically take, take top-secret documents, okay? Which is kind of crazy. Fold them up, put them in his pockets, leave, take pictures of them, and load them onto a very obscure server where he basically had a group of guys that he played video games with, and they talked about guns. Like he was a gun enthusiast. And then someone from that small group took it and put it on another server, told, showed some people, and then, like a rumor, yep. it took off. Yep. Hey, don't tell anybody, but I kissed Jenny. And nobody says it until someone goes, hey, do you know Martin kissed Jenny? Really? And then it takes off, and before you know it, everyone knows that Martin and Jenny got it on. Well, it's a good thing she's my wife. So. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. So anyway, Start included in these documents are spot, um, espionage that we've uh, that we had that the president of Ukraine wants long range missiles, and he wants them specifically because he wants to use them in Russia, which is precisely what we've agreed when we gave all all this aid that he would not do. All of our aid was supposed to be protect yourself, right? Not attack, not them. be aggressors, yeah. Well, included in that espionage is that the, the, the belief that China, or as Donald Trump would say, China, 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 uh, China simply views a aggressive act against Russia as a NATO act against Russia and as an American act against Russia, and that China will provide Russia with lethal aid if they are attacked. Well, you don't have to be a gymnast here to figure out a mental gymnast to figure out that what we're talking about is the start of world war three right and so yeah you need to be aware of what's going on and there's a much bigger story here than the 21 year old kid who got caught loading this stuff on on um on the internet frankly i'm gonna be honest with you here i know what he did is a law is a is a, is a crime right i kind of view him as a hero now he's reckless and i don't think he did it to be a hero i think he did it to impress his friends but he's kind of a hero because the truth is we need to know the truth about where all of our money is going. Sure. We're spending to your point, yep. right? I mean, you have a budget. Let's say your budget at your house is $400,000 since we used that number a minute ago and you're spending $900,000. Well, at some point, someone's going to say Martin and Jenny, when they're sitting at the table, Hey, where's <laughs> that other 500,000 going? Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, I have casinos and, laundromats and uh yeah. yeah where's that money going strip clubs and, 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 and we as an american public have the right to ask the question hey where's that where's all this money going sure all this money that's coming out of our taxes that we're paying and that you want more where, where's it going it's going to ukraine okay why is it going to ukraine well ukraine's defending itself against russia well now we have we now we know that you believe 
that no, we know that you know because you've been listening to Zelensky's conversations that Zelensky wants to attack Russia. He he's been and he just came to America asking for long range missiles. We didn't give them to him apparently. Yes, thank God. And the reason that we didn't is because we know what he wants to do with them. Right. So we we have some issues here. This is, so when people go, none of these things are, are none of these things relate to me. Yes, they absolutely relate to you. All of these things are interrelated. It's why you need to be update updated. It's why the media is very important. And it's why people like me get so angry at my field because we are failing the American public right now. We're not doing our jobs because we've picked a team to cheer for. Yeah, you know. And and while I'm criticizing media, I'll go here. The the other side, before anybody thinks I'm just picking on the left, Fox News is going to have to pay Dominion, the, the voting machine yep. people, probably some $1.6 billion in a humiliating trial because Fox News, despite knowing that there was evidence to the contrary, went forward with this uh, allegation against Dominion that there was a program in place. I think that the allegation was that it was started in Saudi Arabia or Portugal or somewhere, somewhere not in America. Not in America, yep. That would change votes for Donald Trump to Joe Biden in the 2020 election. Turns out, and this shouldn't be shocking, that's not true. Fox knew it wasn't true and ran with it anyway. So if you whichever side you want to pick on, it's all right yep. there. It, go for it. You can pick on the right. You can pick on the left, or you can do what I'm doing, and that's pick on all of them because they're all failing you, and they've created this monstrosity of a time period that we have. It's it's the Fauci thing, right? I mean, now all these people suddenly have all these issues, and we look up and we're like, yeah, Fauci knew. Fauci knew. He lied, and he knew. We, we should be going after these people that do this to us, us, the American taxpayer, who is forking up more money than we should be forking up, and right. they want more. Right. And I mean, and so piggybacking on here, talking about inflation too, with, and just so we'll stay on the, we'll stay on the rabbit hole sure. of taxes. So, uh, you know, inflation, inflation certainly exists in that things cost more, um, you know, to purchase, but there's also, uh, you know, a, call it an erosion because what inflation essentially is at the end of the day is erosion of purchasing power. So you have, you know, either less, you know, um, it takes more money to buy the same amount of good, or we have less money to actually spend, you know, and, and tax tax increases is another form of, it's kind of a hidden inflation because it's not that, you know, our taxes, we're not, uh, I was about to say, we're not getting anything for our taxes, but that's not a hundred percent true. We do get some stuff for our taxes. Uh, but it does, you know, it pulls money out of circulation, uh, certainly to be spent on goods and services. Um, and, you know, if if we're talking about how recessions work from, you know, a really 30,000 foot view as well, you know, the, the folks who are, you know, the, in that top uh, 1% that you were talking about that are paying, you know, 15, what was it, 15% of of the total tax revenue, yes. something like that. Uh-huh. Um, you know, when they, when they stop spending because they have less money left over because of taxes, so they stop investing into their business. They stop hiring, um, you know, they are start letting people go, um, to, you know, to, to get their margins, uh, you know, back to where we were, we have 
unemployment start rising. Um, unemployment starts rising. Uh, you know, it becomes a recession, a recessionary environment. Uh, you know, in our economy, uh, things, things get a little bit, you know, worse. I'm not saying that we should be in a no tax, um, you know, situation at all, but there's, when you have wasteful, wasteful spending and, but you know, okay. So you're a business owner. Yes. You write a stupid amount of tax checks each year. Could you Ridiculous. spend, could you, let's just say that you got a reduction of 20% in what you had to spend in taxes. Uh-huh. I mean, how much could you, could you could invest into? Oh, I, I could invest in people. Yeah. Um, I could, I could invest in, in, um, I would probably invest in people. I mean, it, so here's, here's blow the, tr- that up here's to the, the here's large the, corporations. Here's and- the truth right now. And I mean, this is why I'm, I'm really surprised more people aren't this way. The way they've, written the tax code for small businesses. Yep. I don't want to hire anybody. It's too expensive. Sure. To hire anybody. The payroll tax I pay on people, yep. all that stuff. It it it's I don't want to hire anybody. It's not worth it. Um I, I hear other people saying that. You know, if if yeah, if they if they reduce the tax load on on people like me, sure. Yep. I would hire more people, and what would what would happen then? Well, create more jobs, more jobs, the, stimulate the economy. The product would be better. Yeah. The people who got the product would enjoy it even more. I think we've already put out a really good product, but I'd be able to do more things. I have people go, "Hey, you guys should hire this, and you should hire this, and you should hire this." My kid, the money doesn't it doesn't grow on trees. And the way that they tax it, I mean, quite frankly, you get to a place where is it smart to grow? Is it financially smart to grow? Like I, I, I'm curious to get your reaction to this, Martin, because you've been meeting with people, and I'm going to guess that if this hasn't come up in your conversations, it's about to. Um, trying to get to the the money quote here. So many filers earning a million or more will get a large chunk of their income from long term capital gains on yep. investments rather than wages or other income. Overall, about 70% of long-term gains for 2022 are expected to come from people earning a million dollars or more. The Biden administration is focused on this concentration. Under current law, long-term gains have significant tax advantages. They include a top tax rate of 20% rather than 37%. Uh, no tax due until an investment is sold. Correct. The ability to borrow against an investment without selling it and owing tax and the step-up that exempts long-term gains from income taxes at death. The administration wants to help fund its legislative priorities by limiting those advantages. Among other things, it is proposed to raise the rate on long-term gains, end the step-up at death on capital gains above $5 million per individual, and impose a minimum tax for the very wealthiest of the capital gains of assets that haven't been sold. According to IRS data for 2020, the latest available, the top 0.001% of earners, about 1,600 filers, had an average tax rate of 24%, lower than the average rate of 26% for the top filers. The Biden administration argues that the wealthiest have tax benefits that unfairly reduce their tax rates, so they want to scale them back to raise more revenue and make the tax code even more progressive. 
said Kyle Pomerlo, a senior fellow at the right-leaning American Enterprise Institute who studies tax policy. According to the JCC, JCT staff estimates, the number of filers with a million or more is expected to be 917,000 for 2022 compared with 597,000 in 2018, which is a 54% increase. I would argue that we don't want to further punish the rich because uh, the rich, you, you don't want the, you and I've had this conversation before rich people who successfully got rich on their own. Correct. Self-made know how to get rich. Yep. They're not going to stop being rich. No, they're just going to cut and they're going to stay rich. Correct. Well, and then, but also they stop investing in their community. Um, you know, you start cutting out stuff. I mean, how, so let's just think, uh, since we're both sitting in Oxford right now, yeah, let's just talk about the city of Oxford. So, you know, a huge university here, uh, you know, a lot of really wealthy alumni that graduated from Ole Miss, which I didn't, I did not graduate from Ole Miss. You did not graduate from Ole Miss. I actually um, did, but. Oh, did you? It's a long story. Holy shit. I did not realize um, that. There's no record of it anymore, but I, but I, I actually did. I, <laughs> I, I, I did, but. I stand corrected. I'm, I'm, I'm the tree that fell in the forest. If no one saw it fall, <laughs> did it fall? It's a well, great debate. It depends. Depends on did if you, you run across the tree some t at some point when it's on its side. Did you graduate from a school when they say to you, we don't claim you anymore, and you stop claiming them? Does it? Did you still graduate? That's a great question. Is there is there a transcript and a piece of paper out there? I don't know. <laughs> All right. That was a fun little, How about that? <laughs> a little fun little antidote. I, I don't know if someone went looking for me, if they'd find me. It doesn't matter now. I'm 53. Who cares? I have so, a master's, which means that, I, and that's that exists. So at some point, someone would have to go well to get a master's. You had to get yeah. a bachelor's. So yeah. I guess technically it exists. Generally anyway, speaking, anyway, yes. go ahead. Doesn't matter. So lots of 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 wealthy alumni, yes, choose to donate their resources from you know the wealth that they accumulated during their lifetime. So if you know if uh, if government starts changing tax code. Uh, you know, in tax law, and they're trying to eliminate things. What you know, which which some of the which which one of those tax laws, you know, start start uh, impacting not for profit organizations. So one of the things that I know changed in the Tax Cuts Jobs Act, uh, Trump's tax cuts in twenty eighteen ish, something like that, was you know when people would uh, I guess give to the athletic association. Pardon me for my mis my misusing of my words, but like when you had to uh, you know make a donation to get better seats or to get points or whatever, those yeah. used to be the loyalty foundation. I think is what they call it here. Used to be tax deductible, right? Because right. you're giving to the foundation, right? No longer are tax deductible. Uh, you know when things like that start phasing out, you know, and I'm not saying that there aren't benevolent people out there, but a lot of times, what money that f that funnels into you know, not-for-profits, foundations, our community centers are, you know, one, people have, have the resources because they've created wealth for themselves. And, you know, and they have some form of benevolence, but they're getting something for it too. They're, you know, they're going to give, they're giving it to, uh, to build their community to, I mean, I, I highly doubt that uh, any of our presidential, uh, you know, whether it's Biden's administration, Trump's administration, Obama's administration, you know, came to Oxford to look at the city of Oxford and say, Hey, what can we do to, to make this a better, 
community. That's usually, you know, folks at the local level. You start make, messing around with tax code, those, some of those things are going to get, you know, impacted. And it may be accidental impacts, but they're going to get impacted because they're, they're going to try to close the loopholes for the wealthy, right, on, on ways to manage and save taxes. Uh, if they're trying to extract maximum amount of tax dollars from, uh, you know, from the wealthier individuals. And, and like you said, wealthy people will figure out ways. Um, and if they can't, then they will hold on to their cash. Of course. They will stop giving to, you know, their alma mater. They will stop giving to uh, the foundations. They'll stop giving to, you know, things that they used to give to. And then it just a ripple effect of harm, uh, you know, goes probably unintended consequences. Um, but it's a ripple effect nonetheless. And then if you change, you know, the capital gains uh, laws, what what becomes your if, – if everything becomes ordinary income, um, you know, at that point, what's the incentive to hold on to things and build things? Is the tax structure archaic? Could you do something different now? Could you do a – could you do a consumption tax? Could you do could you do a flat tax? Would a flat tax work where people felt like, hey, everybody pays a percentage of of their income? I mean, I've told you my thing before. I, I I was never as focused on my taxes as I was when I became a small business owner, and I saw the money before the money left. Right. And I, I am a firm believer if people saw their money, literally got their money and then had to give it up, they would have a different view of it as opposed to it just coming out of your, conveniently coming out of your check. Because yeah. a lot of times you don't even think about it then. Yeah, hey, I never saw it. That's right. And I, I agree with that. I mean, I think that, I mean, I'm definitely in the camp of that we, if we make adjustments to tax codes, I think simplifying tax code makes a whole lot more sense than making it an already overly complex tax code even more complex. Um, you know, there needs to be incentive for innovation, for creativity, for, you know, for creating companies, creating jobs, creating, you know, uh, things that are, uh, positive for communities. Um, you know, and, and most of the, a lot of the benefits, a lot of the benefits are, t are tax benefits, um, uh, you know, that, that exist right now. You start taking those things away and the incentive, the incentive to create, uh, the incentive to, you know, to do good, you know, starts waning. I'm not saying that there aren't, that people aren't inherently good out there. I think there are a lot of people who will say, hey, you know, I'm still going to give even though uh, it doesn't, it's not as beneficial for me, but there will be a lot less. Yeah, I don't even think it's a matter, I don't think it's a matter of goodness. I mean, it's your money. And if, if, if how you decide to give charitably is up to you and, and if, you have less money, and therefore you decide to give less to charity. That doesn't make you a bad person. It just made, means you made a business decision. True, true. I mean, that's and just I mean, my I think, opinion. I think from a tax standpoint, uh, you know, a flat tax makes sense. Maybe if it's a flat tax and a consumption tax together, right? Um, that may make make sense too. Uh, you know, I do. Oh, yeah, I, I do think that everyone paying paying their share or, or your suggestion too of, Hey, give, and, and I, and the IRS would probably have to grow in agents cause they'd have to collect it. Give everybody a hundred percent of their paycheck. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Let them each quarter have to write the check to to Uncle Sam to, to pay their taxes. Because it's not fun. No. It's not a fun check to write. You write it. I write it. It's not a fun check to write. No, and like in my case, too, and I'm not, I'm not bitching and complaining. I'm in the phase of the business where, you know, we've, I've got phantom income taxes this year. Almost every business owner has at some point in their career had phantom income taxes where, yes, I took money out of the business, but it's paying a debt for me to buy my business. So cash came out and went to the bank. Uh, but Uncle Sam was like, oh, hey, you made uh, you made money over here, which is technically true, yes, because there was profits that came out. It went to the bank. So it's like I'm writing a check for something, you know, that I had to – I never saw the dollars because it went to sure. service debt. And, I mean, sure. every business owner at some point has had that sinking feeling too of because you know it's coming, and it's just like, you know, you just uh, – Grin and bear it, but it sounds like I'm complaining. I'm grateful to be able to have to write the check. Of course. Uh, but it's still, so that means that, you know, there's something that I'm going to, because that's coming out of my savings. The taxes are coming out of my savings. So there's something I'm giving up with that cash to, you know, to pay my share of taxes. And if we're being honest, it was it would probably go to vacation. That is where my family spends our excess cash like as i sit in your studio i have a a mickey mouse 
pullover on. It is uh, a very nice pullover, uh, by the way. I, I, and I'm not a like a Disney person, but it's it's very nice. It's, you are very much a Disney person. I am very much a Disney person, and and that's where we spend our excess money. My my wife, you know, as we called her Jenny earlier, she would she would choke me if she heard us call her Jenny. But she doesn't listen to the show, so we can call her Jenny. Uh, but like that's that's the thing we enjoy doing together. You know, some some couples do you know to do the country club or you know do um, you know I don't know go to really nice dinners um, you know a couple times a month. And uh, Jen is a homebody. She likes to read books. She d- really the only t- she doesn't care what she drives. Um, she really just wants to to travel. Uh, so that would be you know are we gonna go on one less trip? Because of it, probably, but also in the end, it, yeah, that's not going to kill me. Oh no, it's not. I mean, it. When I got my estimated, we canceled our summer vacation. We did. We kill, killed it. I mean, we were going to go. Think we're talking about going to the beach and getting yeah. everybody together. It's just not. It, it's it, on one hand, you go, oh man, that sucks. You know, we can't do that, and we're running out of years to do it. I mean, we won't. Some people go, you got to do it anyway. I, I don't want the credit card debt. Uh, I don't like it, so I don't do it. And so, yeah, and that interest rate on the credit card is is gone up significantly. It's gone up, and so it's just not it's not doable. And so that's where, not bitter. I, I, I guess safe to say I'm bitter. Uh, no, no, bitter is not the right word. I'm, I'm, I would like I would like more transparency. Yeah, I, I think that's why I, I view uh, this young man Tashera Jack Tashera in in Massachusetts. I, I view him as a hero. I don't I don't think he hurt anything. I think he exposed. And that, look, he knew what he was doing was wrong, and so there's going to be a punishment. Uh, they're going to probably try to lock him up for the rest of his life. Yeah. Uh, I doubt if he was thinking that when he did it. Probably not. Um, but I, I view him as a hero because we've been we've been lied to, with the uh, the American public, uh, the American media, the American. Uh, I meant to say the American like, the 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 Hollywood, and and the media, and 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 this administration has propped up. Zelensky as this hero, this this world hero, and it turns out no, he he doesn't have our best interest at, at at heart. He wants this thing to escalate, where we have to get more involved. And ask yourself, boys and girls, what nope. does more involved mean? Ask yourself, what does more involved mean? Not a route. That more I'll... involved means people. Yep. Well, and I have an eighteen year old son, and I have a sixteen year old son, yep. and a lot of you out there have children. And so when you when you people that I get this all the time. Hey man, why do you get so worked up about this? It doesn't matter to you. <laughs> it matters more to you. Those are famous last words. Yeah, true. And so it should matter to you. And yeah. it, and it matters to me on a number of levels including the fact and I'll be clear. I think every nickel we give to Ukraine is a waste. And when some of those nickels come from me, I feel like I ought to be able to have the ability to go, "Hey, here's the thing, right? If I come to you as a client." Yep. And I say, Martin, I want you to invest my money responsibly. Yeah. That's your job. I'm going to pay you to do it. Yeah. If I look up and you've taken my money and it's a cratered bomb, my response is going to be, well, shit, Martin, I could have done that by myself and not paid you. True. And had a lot more fun on E-Trade or something doing it. Yeah, or the casinos. Yeah, I mean, I could have gone and put... We could have gone and played craps together. I could have gone to Vegas and put, you know... Hundred thousand dollars on the Raiders, about a six and a half. I mean, whatever the deal is. Catch I mean, a show and dinner. 
yeah, and, and, and I could have at least had some fun that day yeah. as opposed to this. So, and that's, I don't think that's a terrible analogy to go, uh, Mr. President. No, actually, I think it's a great analogy. Like, all right, let's, can we stick on the, let's go keep going down the stock. Sure. So let's say that you said you were Neil. Uh, all right. Hey, I'm giving my money to, since we're talking about Disney, let's say I'm investing into the Walt Disney company. Okay. I'm, I'm buying Disney stocks as a shareholder. You have a right to view the financials. You have a right to attend the shareholders' meetings. You have a right to ask questions about what is Disney doing with your money as a shareholder. Now, you know, you and I, if we as Disney shareholders, are not going to have a very big voice, but we right. have that right because we gave our money to Disney. We bought into Disney. We can examine the books anytime we want. You know, they're public record. Um, so why? Why is it different for our government? We give the government our money, and yes, they give us, you know, these budgets that, uh, you know, that that have opaque, very vague stuff. And unless you are going to read all the bills, which I'm hell, they don't I'm read not, the bills. I was about to say the people that we elect to do this for us don't do it. Um, we have no idea how the money's getting spent, and and here I am, I'm I'm, I'm tossing up problems and I'm doing the, the stuff that I hate when people do to me is bring me a problem without a solution. I don't know what the solution, unless it's a flat tax with a progressive, you know, with a consumption tax uh, on there. So, Hey, if you, if you're a millionaire and you're buying a Lamborghini, maybe you pay a little bit more taxes on Lamborghini than if you're Neil, who's not a millionaire and you have a Ford F-150. Right. Yep. The taxes are different. And then maybe from, you know, uh, Christopher, who's 18 years old, he's buying his first car and he's getting a, a 2010 Honda Accord. Yeah, pays less taxes than that. I mean, I have no problem with I don't either with the consumption tax. And then that way, if I choose to not buy shit, I don't pay a tax for. It. If I'm going to go buy a luxury yacht, I better get ready to get the you're gonna, ram in the in the booty hole. You're going to figure that out, right? Yeah. And, and if you become if you're a, a, a frugal simple person I, I mean look i have a problem with with i have a problem with taxing millionaires the same way i mean i just do i i'm for the consumption tax i think the more i think about it right i mean the 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 super frugal guy that doesn't spend a lot of his money because maybe he or she feels that what he really wants to do is is save that money to pass along to their children i I think they have the right to do that. And I think when they pass away, we shouldn't take 40% of it or 50% of it and, and put it in taxes. That, that's it. If, if the money was, was saved, I just, well, and back to the article you read earlier, we're saying like, where it's like, Hey, if there was a, you know, uh, phasing out of the stepped up cost basis on, you know, net worth, that's more than 5 million. Well, you already tax a net worth that's above 11 right now. And, and that sunsets in two years, I think, goes goes back to the, about the five million ish level. So let's just say we are twenty twenty seven. We get a sunset. Neil, you've grown the business to, you know, you're worth ten million dollars just for okay, just for argument. All right, argument's sake. You and Laura going on a vacation somewhere because you finally have made a little bit of money. You know, you get hit by the bus. So you and Laura are gone. Sounds like a song <laughs> is this country music well was it sarah mclaughlin that is it, isn't ironic oh that's a lot of set. a lot of set. yep 
I was trying to think. He was always afraid to fly. Then he gets on a plane and he goes down. And it crashes. And he yeah. thinks, is, isn't, isn't this a No ironic? smoking sign on your cigarette break. Yeah. You got 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife. Meeting the man of your dreams. And then meeting his beautiful wife. <laughs> isn't, <laughs> isn't it ironic? ironic? <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> we just had a little something there. Yeah. So, you know, 10 million bucks. The kids are like, okay, uh, I've lost my parents. And now, you know, my parents were great at building something and saving. And then the government steps in and goes, huh, well, hold, hold on, kids. Hold on, kids. Because your parents were so successful, uh, you know, and Neil built his business from the ground up, he has a zero cost basis in his business. And it's worth $10 bucks. So you don't get that stepped-up basis. And since you're going to have to sell it to get, the, get cash to pay taxes – uh, not only are we going to tax you, you know, it would have been long-term capital gains of, you know, let's just say that it's still 20%. Okay. Just for say, let's say they don't get more maniacal and, and, and jack that bad boy okay. up. So 10 million bucks, zero basis, $10 million sale, 20% capital gains long-term. That's 2 million bucks right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But they're also going to take 40% of the total estate. So another four million dollars so of your ten million dollars six is gone it's criminal it's it's criminally wrong and what did they do for it they didn't do a damn thing and, but they you did built nothing. something from nothing i i would have built it and they they take it it's wrong right. it's 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 precisely what our founding fathers who everyone wants to vilify because they want to judge them by modern standards and not by the their contemporary standards which is total bullshit and completely illogical but they want to pardon my language, but it really is. No, you're good, it man. really is. It is. It is. It is fundamentally wrong to judge someone who lived in the 1770s by the 2020 standards. It's it's idiotic. It's in, it's nonsensical. It's amazing how we can we can grasp this in sports, but not in real world. P- people go, well, how good is Babe Ruth? Well. I don't know. It's not fair to judge Babe Ruth by what it would have been like a hundred years later. Sure. Let's just admit he was great. Oh, okay, cool, cool. I can get behind that. I mean, one hundred percent. Yeah, Hank Aaron. Yeah, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, yep. Ty Cobb. We don't do we don't do this with sports players. Mickey Mantle. Nope. We don't we don't look at Johnny Unitas and go, well, you know, if he played today, that release would have been no, no, no. I think no. the only one we do it with is Jordan and LeBron. But 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 then we're just splitting hairs, right? About greatness. But we we admit we admit those people were great. So are you, are you say Jordan's better than LeBron? I don't know enough to make a yeah Jordan, a judgment. Jordan, but I, Jordan, but I, I just grew up with Jordan. So. Jordan's the best that ever played. I love it. Okay. Anyway, Jordan, back the, to the, your the, the the better debate is who's second, Kobe or LeBron. Ooh, that's the better debate. Okay. Um, I like it because it's close, really close. Um. But we don't do that with history figures. Right. We judge them by, oh, well, because like Jefferson, for example, I mean, it, it, it's absurd. Anyway, I think if, you, if, if those people were given the, hey, since we're judging you by these 2023 standards, we're going to let you come have a moment in 2023. We're going to bring you back for a minute here in 2023. I think they'd look around and go, you're taxing what? Yeah, that's what we fought for against. 60%? You're taking 60% of – do you not understand what we fought for? We wanted the guy that built the shoe shop, and he passed it on to his son. Right. 
We, we wanted the sun to prosper. That was the goal. That's what we fought for. That's we right. were fighting against taxation. Yeah, probably tyranny. Probably wasn't as tyrannical as this tax code. <laughs> uh, probably not. I mean, I would venture to guess it was nowhere it's close. A, it's very. It's probably a quick uh, little search that we could we could do. I mean, I I totally agree. This is exactly, and I say exactly. It is in essence what we were fighting against for our, our independence uh, was independence of. Someone who is not local, i.e., a Washington D.C. person imposing their their uh, their standards on me in in Jackson, Mississippi. Someone who's not local, uh, telling us what to do and how much we're going to pay. Now, I realize we do have representation versus you know in England the the colonies had no representation in government, but um, we have come colonial and early Americans paid a low tax rate both by modern and contemporary standards. Just prior to the revolution, British tax rates stood at between 5 and 7%, dwarfing Americans' 1 to 1.5% tax rate. Well into the 19th century, Americans favored indirect taxes, such as import tariffs, rather than direct taxes, such as excise taxes, that is, taxes on specific goods like whiskey or paint or land taxes. While tax rates did climb significantly after the Revolutionary War as states struggled to repay their wartime debt, they came nowhere close to modern rates. Well, that was all, was that a post-World War I? Yeah. Uh, where, like, modern tax tax I, rates? I believe that is the case. That's when that's when a lot of these programs that were meant to be temporary programs yeah. became permanent And then, like, programs. Great Depression. Well, okay, so you had World War I and... Um, you know, you had a short little period of time of quote unquote peace and prosperity with the great depression beginning not very long after, you know, the peace and prosperity going all the way through the thirties. I mean, FDR's campaign with, well, his four terms, um, you know, trying to rebuild America during the great depression directly into world war two. Correct. Am I right on my history? I think so. I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of literally trying to find that as you're talking. Because I think FDR's first term was what, like 32, 33-ish? And I can't remember if it was his first term was the New Deal. He was elected president in November of 1932. Okay. The first to serve four terms. Bam. Man, see, I paid attention in history. I do actually love history. Um the three R's of his New Deal, relief, recovery, and um, I didn't mean to download that. Why are you downloading it? <laughs> I don't want to download it. Just let me open it. Yeah, and I don't know. I bet you we could probably quick search to, like, you know, federal tax rates pre-World War One, and then federal tax. So, well, I'm, I know federal tax rates probably started increasing through FDR administration. But then you had like the war bonds that were really sold, um, you know, post-World War II to kind of like rebuild or or help finish the war and rebuild what was depleted. The highest income tax rate jumped from 15% in 1916 to 67% in 1917 to 77% in 1918. War, it says, is, is expensive. War is expensive. As we are on the brink of World War, war. III. It just, 
again. When we talk, actually, that was. I know we didn't intend that to happen as we started talk, talking about World War Three on the beginning, and then tax rates in World War One, the war bonds in World War Two. That you're right, war is expensive. I mean, it does stimulate economy um, post-war, but it is expensive in the costs, cost of life. Um, you know, and not much good. As we get ready for the 2024 election, and here's my, you want my hot take for the day? This is going to surprise a lot of people. Let's do it. I believe Ron DeSantis has signed a law that is going to disqualify him. Please dive further. Six months ago, I would have said Ron DeSantis is the next president of the United States. Today, I would name several people who I think have a better chance. Well, I would have told you a couple weeks ago that DeSantis was going to be president of the United States. And for me, it's not the new law. I think what happened for me was uh, the fight with Disney. He got a little exposed. Yeah. Um, he, he, I think he took off a little bit bigger bite than he was able to chew. Kind of brilliant. I don't know if we've talked about this on the show or not. We, we've uh, touched on it. Okay. I won't, I won't no, no, go ahead. We, we, we haven't, di- no, just we didn't dive into it. Kind of, it's kind of brilliant what the, what the Disney board for the Reedy Creek, the guys who were the Reedy Creek board, uh, their special zone that, you know, exists on all the Disney property or the Disney property exists inside of, um, you know, essentially, uh, their last, uh, their last item that they did before DeSantis replaced all of them with his people was they stripped the board of all of its power and, and handed that power, you know, back to Disney. Um, and, and then they, they said uh, they stripped it of its power like all the way to the last descendant of King Charles Charles the Third turns twenty one, which will that will be never because there will always continue to be descendants <laughs> right. of the king. I mean, it, for our lifetime, for sure. I mean, because there's already a baby that's uh, what the grand great grand no the grand it'll be a grandson. Yeah, he's uh, he's third in line. And it's like, dude, that was well second in line now, but I, I generally don't it's King Charles. Like the lawyers stuff, I don't get excited about. That was like, all right, kudos, kudos to Disney's attorneys. That was that was a pretty funny kind of F you <laughs> and middle finger to to DeSantis. Even though I like DeSantis, uh he he uh he overplayed his hand. Here's what I don't situation. here's what I don't like about DeSantis. Uh, and I generally like DeSantis, and, and 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 this is what I don't like about the Republican Party. They 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 are they are the football team that is so determined to run the damn ball that even though the other team that they're playing is weak in the secondary, and you can you can win if you'll just have a modicum, just, just throw it, baby. Yeah. It's right there. They can't guard you. Throw it. But now they they're pretty good against the run for some reason. So what are you going to do? We're going to run it. Why? Because that's what we do. <laughs> you, 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 but you're not going to win. We're yeah, we are. We're going to win, but you're not. The last three times that you've played this team, you keep running at them and you keep losing. Yeah, but this time it's different. This time we're going to really run it. <laughs> Got some new running plays. This we're going to we're going to trick them. This time it's different. No, no, you don't understand what I'm saying. Their secondary is octogenarians. Go at them. Oh, is that a Ted Lasso uh, little quote there? I'm not sure. Rupert called Roy a octogenarian. Oh, so. 
All right. So anyway, go at sorry. them. Go at them. And so instead, the Republicans continue to cut themselves. And here we go. Ron DeSantis announced that he signed SB 300, which is dubbed the Heartbeat Protection Act, on Thursday. Passed to his desk by the Republican majority state legislature in Florida, the bill bans abortions after six weeks of pregnancy, though allows some exceptions for victims of rape and incest. The new bill stipulates that abortions for these women can be sought up to 15 weeks into pregnancy if a woman has documentation related to the incidents, such as a police report or restraining order, the AP claimed in its uh, report. The bill becoming Florida law does hinge on whether the conservative majority state Supreme Court upholds Florida's current 15-week ban. That ban, enacted a year ago, is ongoing a legal challenge at this time. You and I have talked about this. It's not about my view or your view or on, on abortion. I have, a, I have a, a, a pretty nuanced view on abortion. It's this. If you can't win the game running the ball only, then you're going to have to mix it up. Yeah. Because if you keep running the ball, just because you believe in running the ball and you lose then you lose. And in this case, if you lose, the loss is, is costly, in my opinion. Because I don't think the Democrats are doing a very good job. They're very fallible. Yes. This We're is, talking about federal level. Correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Not Florida state level. Right. Okay. But by DeSantis passing this, signing this, the message that it sends to the middle, because 75% of the American populace, this was, I heard about this, I've been listening to a, a podcast pretty much daily. I find it fantastic. It's called Breaking Points. They attack both parties. They, they are. It's a very common sense podcast. And they were. They had found polling data. Seventy five percent of Americans are against this six weeks thing. Totally against it. A, a woman at fifteen weeks knows she's pregnant. I know there are exceptions, people, but come on. Right at fifteen weeks, you know something's up. There's plenty of examples of people who are six weeks pregnant that don't really know it. True. I mean, missing one period, women miss a period all the time. Especially if they're athletic. Just anything. Um, I mean, yeah. women, you know, come on. I mean, there's there's lots of women who have irregular menstrual cycles. Uh, yeah, that's that's really true. That's very true. Um, you know, they just they didn't realize they were pregnant. And that, that could easily happen. Could easily happen. And whether you feel like abortion as a method of birth control is right or wrong. And for the record, I think it's wrong. The majority of people don't. And you just saw what happened in a midterm election where the one thing that changed momentum was the Supreme Court ruling getting leaked. Yeah, that's very true. That's what changed the, that's what changed the outcome in swing states. That is very true. And so we're going into a, a, an election cycle where the, the Democrats are going to run Joe Biden. They are going to run Joe Biden, and his running mate is going to be uh, Kamala Harris because there's just no optical way sure. in, in, in our society today to take this black woman off of the ticket. Right. So she's going to run. Joe Biden will be 82 years old, which means that if he fulfills his term, he will be 86 can we all admit that this guy's not all there? 
He looks for. I mean, I'm being serious. Rolling Stone. He's my parents' age. My parents would both tell you they're not fit to to be president, to have that job. Sure. And there's a difference between public life and private life, right? If you're in private life, no one's judging an 80-year-old man or 80-year-old woman that struggles a little bit with some memory loss. You, you go, hey, it's, it's no big deal. It's going to happen to all of us. But when you're the president of the United States, you don't get the benefit of the doubt, Martin. No, well, you, don't, we have, you have access to nuclear codes. You don't get the benefit of the doubt. Right. You're making big decisions. And so by the Republicans doing this, by DeSantis signing this, it tells me that he doesn't get it. And so I go from thinking, you know what? This guy might be really sharp to thinking, this guy's an idiot. This guy has no political acumen. This guy can't read the defense and go, all we got to do is go right here. Yeah. Just throw it right here. Right here, over and over and over. Over and over and over. I've watched, like, I remember Hugh Freeze, back when he was the old Miss coach, kept running this little screen to the wide receiver. One day I said, how come you kept running that over and over and over? He goes, it worked. Fair Truth. enough. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Like, you'll see in football games, like, literally, you know, a team can't stop the run. Yeah. You, they just go, hey, well, we're just going to run it. Here we go. It's like, if we can pull this to lasso, that sure. was Nate the Great's uh, strength, right? He would find, and Ted says it in his interview, he will find your weakness and exploit it. Over and over and over. Over and over and over and over. Until you either fix it or it kills you. Yeah, he kills you. And And so it's what I don't, I I don't get it. But here we go. We're we're getting ready to go. Tim Scott, the senator from South Carolina, declared that he's going to run, even though he, his numbers in South Carolina are just minuscule in his own state. Um, I think we're headed back. I've said this. I I, I give the Democrats a ton of credit because I think, to use my football analogy, they said, you know what works? You know what works is that trick play that we run over and over and over. It's kind of weird looking, and it, it it looks like we're losing ground, but at the end of the day, we end up scoring a touchdown yeah. every time we do it. So let's do it again. Let's figure out a way to make sure that it's Trump. Let's run against Trump. Yep. Well, and, and then the way that our, our election stuff is so screwy that, I mean, so if they know they're running Biden already, yeah, yeah. every single Democrat in America could vote in the Republican um, in sure. the primaries yeah. and vote for Trump. And they will. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. It's going to be Trump. That's that That's that uh, golf shot that you uh, you actually don't hit it well. It just scoots along you know, six inches off the ground but goes really far right in the middle of the fairway. And so if, if you are the Republicans, I keep waiting for someone over there to be smart enough to figure this out. And, and I don't think they are, Martin. But if I'm in the Republican room, I'm raising my hand going, okay, guys, we either, if we, if we really believe the election was stolen, how come we can't prove it after three years? How come we can't prove it? I know there's some stuff out there that, oh, maybe some things happened or whatever, but why can't we prove it? Is it possible that we can't prove it because it really didn't happen? Yeah. And so if that's the case, here's what I would continue on with. If that's the case, look at who ran. It's Joe Biden. This wasn't John Kennedy or Bill Clinton or Barack Obama, someone who inspired. This was a guy who ran a campaign out of his basement. Weekend at Bernie's. This was a guy who, when he spoke, all you could think if you were a Democrat was, please stop talking, please stop talking, (laughs) please stop talking. 81 million votes. 81 million votes. We've got to assume that a lot of those people voted against Trump. Yep. I, I think that's 
Because I mean, there he got more votes than uh, than Obama. Biden did. Yes, that's the only thing that makes sense to me is that it wasn't that it was a vote for thirteen Biden. Thirteen million yeah. more votes. It was this was a anybody but Trump. Yes. So the, people came out from everywhere to vote because I, I I can't believe in my logical rational brain that Biden was a uh, more inspiring, enthusiastic, fired up a base to come out and vote than than Obama. No, because you saw the you saw the fired up base on the Trump side. Yeah. I mean, he fired up that Republican base and he still does, but that base isn't big enough to win the swing states necessary True. to win the election. That's what's been proven in 2020. It was proven again in 2022, and so they're going to say, "Well, this time we're going to run it better." And that makes no sense. This time we're going to run it better. Not only that, this time he's been twice impeached. And he's been uh, uh, indicted. Now, do I think that's a political winch hunt of an indictment? Sure. I, I do. Absolutely. But I've got this. To win, you've got to get this, this quote, I'm doing quotes if you saw me on video, <laughs> soccer mom class. Yep. These moderate, mostly women, they've got to vote for you. Moderate women don't like Trump. Now, is it possible that some of them are going to be irritated at the Democrats for indicting him and doing all this unnecessary stuff over a $130,000 payment that probably wasn't illegal? It's possible. But those same women are not going to be particularly fond of the fact that it was a payment that was made to a porn star to uh, cover up an affair that he had while his wife was pregnant. I mean... That's not going to appeal to the average, quote, soccer mom, end quote. No. And now DeSantis is going to say, hey, six weeks. And a lot of those same women are going to say, you, oh, no, you don't get to, no. Yeah. And so they're going to hold their nose, and they're going to go vote essentially for Biden. I mean, if that happens again, all I can tell you is if Biden wins again, I'm not going to be the guy that's mad at, I'm going to be mad at Republicans. I'm going to be mad at the people that said, Let's do this. Because if you can't beat this guy and this running mate on this record, you've got to start thinking about, hey, maybe it's time to shutter the door. <laughs> I mean, all right. Let's and, and maybe it's time to form a new party. I mean, really, that's that's where we're going. Because, I, I mean, if the Republicans... Maybe that's not the worst thing. If the Republicans cannot beat this guy and that running mate... Because uh, people, people hate her. But dude, maybe that's not the worst thing. That he wins? No, no, no. A uh, reconstitution of oh no the, of the parties. I, don't I mean, think, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Because, uh, and I think that both parties have become m more uh, on the outside, the extremes. You know, either way, that that's not for sure. Not parties of you well, know the, uh, the common sense or the extremes moderation. are the ones that are making the decisions at the at at. at, at at the basic level, I still think there's a ton of us in the middle that are like, no, what are we I, doing? I, 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 I bet you the average American considers themselves more in the middle because there's going to be things they like about both sides where they're not going to say, hey, I really like this about you know the, the right. I like this about the left. If there was something that was kind of hodgepodge of both of those, that's what's more, you know, I'm aligned with. Think about it like a football field. Yeah. Up and down, right? The people that are making the decisions. Are the people that are in the opposite end zones. Yeah, 100%. The decision makers aren't even in the field of play. They're in the end zones. 
Yep. And yet most of the populace is between the 40s. It's kind of, yeah, between the 35s, yep. right? Kind of in the middle. We, you know, we got different things about so maybe you're maybe you're a little closer to the 27 or whatever on this end <laughs> or whatever but you're not you're in the field of play yeah you're not you're not there are very few i don't know too many people who are like no no this is my damn goal line and i, I will not move yeah i am i'm defending the end zone turn. yes i mean most, no, most people in the field of play they're somewhere around the 37 yard line yeah. the 42 yard line they're kind of you know they're they're engaged because stuff's going on. Maybe they view taxes one way, and they have social a, issues. Have a different view on abortion, or they what they think about this this the latest thing with the trans rights and yep. all that. And they, people have nuanced views, but the people that are making the decisions don't have nuanced views. They are hardcore. I agree with that. I agree with that. All right, we'll uh, we'll wrap it there. That was a lot of fun, Martin. You <laughs> sure should was. you should come up every week. Um, I'll uh, I'll maybe I can get a tax loophole right off and on an airplane and. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know that I'll fly up here for for our Thursday morning sessions. And we and could get back on the plane to fly back and just forget to land in Jackson and keep going to the beach, to the beach, or to Orlando. You, you could drop me off. <laughs> I'll at drop the beach, you at the beach, and then you I'll could go, go to, to Orlando. Orlando. Okay, and I'll just pick you up on my way back. Thank you all for <laughs> making us a part of your week. We really appreciate it. We've had a lot of fun uh, doing the show. We'll be back. I think next week's the plan. I, I, sometimes uh, I our think so, yeah. some. Uh, the last few weeks, spring football has been an issue for me, but spring football is over on Saturday, so uh, it won't be an issue for me. So we'll get back to our probably to our Thursday routine on a pretty regular basis. So for Martin Palomo, I'm Neil McCready. Don't forget, it's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. Get in touch with the people at Pinnacle, even if it's, if it's just to find out if it's a fit or not. Um, just make a phone call. Not going to hurt you to do that at all. So have a great weekend, and we will talk to you again soon. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.